Welcome to HackerPod. I'm April Lin. And I'm Josh. And this is the journey of two young indie hackers. We'll recount the good, the bad, and the ugly of building profitable online businesses. You'll hear about our successes, and more importantly, you'll hear about our mistakes so that you don't make them. Hey, Josh. It's been a while. I feel like I always say that. It's been a while since we've last talked, man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of good, though, because then we get to say a lot to each other at once. <laughs> yeah, man, I have so many things to tell you. So much has happened in the last couple of weeks, which is <laughs> that happens wild. Every, yeah, this happens every two weeks, but I'm very glad and I'm excited. Yeah, so I think where we last left off, I was considering giving my notice. I think at that point, like I had decided that I wanted to, but was yeah. waiting until the right time, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, now... Um, one, one week ago, I gave my notice. Um, was it awkward? Well, so it was actually a little over a week ago. So today is a Friday and last Monday I had the talk with with HR and, you know, I approached her and I just asked for a call with her and I basically told her that I had decided to not continue with the FA or financial analyst program that I was on. And I gave her a couple of reasons why. I think the primary reason that I gave was that I was, you know, I had tenderfoot and I wanted to, to do that full time. And I gave her a couple of reasons why. Um, I tried to keep it as, you know, polite as possible and really just reiterated that I, I loved my experience there and that yeah. like I had nothing but good things to say about them, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And she said, that to, to take the week to think about it since my last day would be a, a little bit of time and talk to some members of their steering committee. And if come Friday, that was still my decision to give her like a formal letter of resignation. Sorry, what's the steering committee? Uh, it was like the steering committee for the program that I was in. I guess just like a bunch of people who kind of has some say into the, the direction of the program. I guess like sponsors of the program. But the one member that I ended up speaking to was actually um, my boss when I was an intern there. And so I, I knew him already. And he had already known, because I was already talking about entrepreneurship back then. And so he kind of knew that that was my personality. And we talked and it was, it was fine. And then on Friday, I gave my notice. And so it's officially been one week. So I have one week left until I'm done. Is it like an awkward two weeks? Does everyone know that everyone who you're working with? No, no one knows because I'm like on Friday, that would be my last day at that team regardless. It'd be the end of the rotation. So I would just go into my next rotation, but I'm not but I'm still leaving at the same point. So I don't think any of them actually know. Oh, yeah, that's actually really convenient for all parties involved. Yeah, I mean, that that's why I wanted to do this timing as opposed to waiting later because it's just it just makes so much sense and it causes the least damage, at least from what I could foresee. Yeah. Are there any goodbyes that you want to say or that you have planned to say? No, not really. Okay, well, there's there's one um my like my mentor 
from City, I guess. Like I had a call scheduled with her for today, actually, but she rescheduled it to Monday. So I just wanted to thank her for everything. She's been super nice. She has encouraged me all of this time and let her know where what I'm doing next. Nice. That's sweet. Okay. I well, I'm glad it sounds like it's gonna be really smooth for you. That's my biggest fear about quitting is that I don't know. I work at a really small company. There's like six of us. So I would really <laughs> put a damper on everyone. Um, but I'm glad it gets to go so smoothly for you. Yeah, I mean, these things are never easy by any means, but it went, I'd say, as smooth as it could have. You know, I actually, I even was on a panel after giving my notice to like incoming analysts about like what being on the analyst is like because I started early um, and had a couple of coffee chats with some incoming analysts and asked, they asked questions, I gave them answers, really just like highlighting all of the good things that City has to offer. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> which no one knows that I'm leaving. Wow. Well, do you think you'll be missed? I don't think so. The thing is, I haven't really really been doing much work since our big mid-year forecast ended um, because my manager has been really busy with his new boss. And this week, I've honestly done zero city work this entire week. Next week, my replacement is coming in again, so I'll be training her up on some other things. But this week, literally zero city work. Like, I think that the analyst managers will miss me because they liked me and I was doing well but you know this is a global financial institution I'm just a drop in the water in the large Mm -hmm. scheme of things I don't really matter to them yeah yeah that's I figured but I wanted to make sure yeah but oh man the time since that has been wild I guess I'll start with I wrote a thread about giving my notice and a long thread <laughs> a long thread it was a very long thread and then I tweeted that out and the reception of it was incredible mm-hmm. like it soon became my most engaged with tweet um slash thread of all time so far and it just it really resonated with so many people and mm-hmm that made me feel really good, right? Because there are other people who are really in the same position or contemplating going into that position. And now they have like a breakdown of what someone's thought process is. So can help them with their own. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was actually pretty clear within that thread of how people can support me as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I thought this is going to be a good time to do so. And people did support me. I had two asks. The easy one was to follow my incoming um, YouTube channel to subscribe. It's easy. It's quick. It doesn't cost them anything. And I've gotten 90 subscribers to my YouTube channel so far, which is insane. I haven't even put up a video yet, which is coming soon. I think my last piece of equipment arrives on the 11th and it's the 9th today. So in two days, then I'll be able to record and maybe put something up, which is, ah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And then the second ask was if you were either a founder considering an intern or a founder who has had an intern before, 
or a student who has interned at a startup before to let me know if you'd be open to a user interview. And I've had, I don't know, maybe 18 user interviews so far. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, each one of them is a half hour. Some of them are more like an hour if we yeah. get into it. So it's a lot of hours that were spent Absolutely. this week talking with people. And it has been incredible. Like, honestly, one of my number one um, recommendations to new founders is to have user interviews. Do it. Even if you think that they're not your jam, do it. I have, it has been so helpful to me for a couple of reasons. One, when you go into any startup, you have a bunch of assumptions as to what you think that the problem is. And the only way you can validate those assumptions, the only way you, you know it's not just you or not just your friends is if you talk to a lot of other people. And so I'm able to validate that, you know, this is a problem by talking to a lot of other people. Two, there are new pain points that I didn't even consider that a lot of people have surrounding this space. Mm -hmm. And I'm also able to understand how much each of their pain points hurt and in the order of magnitude and the urgency as to when they want those fixed. And that really mm -hmm. helps with planning Tenderfoot and as to like what our plan looks like going on to the future. Um, a third thing is that when you hear users describe the why behind why a certain problem is hard for them, mm -hmm. it makes excellent copy for your marketing and for your website. Because this mm. is, these are words that really resonate with your user base because it's literally their words. Um, and the fourth thing is that I've had so many people offer to help. Like I've talked to a lot of people who tell me, I love what you're doing. I want to help in some way. Like, how can I help you? How can I contribute? I've had people offer, you know, one thing is the offer to interview um engineer intern candidates because I'm not a technical person so they can interview uh -huh. them because they know more about it. I've heard people, you know, who are really passionate about the training side and want to help, you know, to train candidates on how to be good interns. I've had people offer to like look over our entire tech stack and make recommendations as to how to make it more efficient. I've had people like offer to even just help code. Like it's it's yeah. incredible, right? And there are so many people who just want to help. They just want to volunteer their time. And just meeting these people who care just as much about this space as I do has been exhilarating. Like, I just feel so energized. Even though I'm spending so much energy putting into this and pouring into it, I get so much more in return. And I go to bed every night just feeling on top of the world. That's so awesome. You're killing it. I and it's like I said last week, or last time we talked, the content makes itself with what you're doing. You are living a life where the story is worth telling. And the story has to be good. And it's showing. People want to help. People want to listen. People want to know what you're up to. Yeah. So those have been super fun. So that's kind of update number one, doing a lot of user interviews. Update number two. Whew. So... As okay. you know, I have a technical co-founder. And as you know, we haven't always seen completely eye to eye because I pitched him the idea of Tenderfoot as if it would be a side project. 
And that's what he agreed upon. But now obviously Tenderfoot's no longer a side project. I want to do it full time. And so and at first he was actually going to quit his full-time job too and do Tenderfoot full-time. But then he decided against that. And why? So he actually still is going to quit his full-time job, but because of visa status, if he doesn't have a job here, he has to go to Mexico again. And there are a lot of stories about people who, you know, they've worked in the U.S. for a long time, they leave, and they can't come back. And sometimes people are just blocked from re-entry, and he, does, he doesn't want that to happen, understandably. So he's just going to look for another full-time job in the, mm-hmm. in the States. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a tough position. Yeah. And so as a result, I am now on the hunt for a new technical co-founder. And there were a couple of options. One was my co-founder from Vivi. So the first company that I made. The downside, well, the upside with him is that we know each other. We've worked together before. We know how we work. We work together well, complementary skills. Downside is that he's currently co-founding a big crypto startup with like four other people. Um, and so he's his, his bandwidth is pretty small. He does have some bandwidth because as his co-founders are all very wealthy and mm. he says that it's very frustrating to work with millionaires because they often don't have the same sense of urgency as he mm. does because they're already doing pretty well off. So he has some bandwidth, but I don't think he has enough to do what needs to be done with Tenderfoot. Yeah, you wouldn't want another side project co-founder. Right, exactly. So the other person I've been speaking to, and this is a crazy story. So again, exactly one week ago, I officially gave my notice to quit city. Mm-hmm. That same day, this person got fired from his job. Mm. And I this this is someone who Actually, I worked with at Belong, the startup that I first interned for. He was one of their first devs. Like he helped build their entire infrastructure. Um, He's very good. And he had been wanting to leave Belong for since for for months. But it's it was tough, right? But when I heard that he had that he had left the company in some way, shape, or form, I called him to see what was up. He told me that he had fired. And I told him, congratulations. I am so happy for you. This is the best (laughs) thing that could have happened to you. Um, I was really pumping him up because I know that he had wanted out. And he he, he, he didn't get fired because he was bad. It was mostly because um, he had taken a month-long vacation because he hadn't taken a vacation in two and a half years. So he took a month-long vacation to India and then to, to see his family because he hadn't been able to see his family for a while because of COVID. And then COVID hit India bad. Mm. So then he couldn't leave India. And then there were already some tensions between him and his manager. And then his manager got very upset that he couldn't, that he wasn't returning back to the office, mm-hmm. even though he couldn't. He couldn't, yeah. And then just tensions just kept rising until finally, you know, his manager just said, like, this is it, we're done. And 
I want him to be my co-founder so badly. One, he's very good. Like he's a very good engineer. He's especially good with backend as well, which is great for Tenderfoot because so much of it is database related. Um, but you know, but he is full stack. Like he's he's great with with front end too. Two, we're very aligned in terms of our missions in life. To him, you know, he thinks that he's been put on this earth to solve a, like one problem, and that problem to him is that there are so many people who are just doing jobs that they hate just to get a paycheck just to survive and they work all day they come home and they try to enjoy the life that they have left at the very end of every single day mm-hmm. he wants people to be able to enjoy you know their full days yeah. because so much of your life is spent working and if you hate your job that's the majority of your life that's just gone yep and he cares so passionately about this. Like, this is the one problem he wants to contribute to helping before he dies. And mm-hmm. obviously with Tenderfoot, it's like, we're coming from a place where the problem I want to solve is that I want to enable people to create value in a space that they enjoy. And my solution, as you know, is with students, because if you've already been working in say finance for five years, it's very difficult to leave, even if you don't love it, because uh-huh. you're so ingrained into that lifestyle, you know, the people it's, you might already have like a mortgage, you know, your payments on your car, it's very tough to leave. So uh-huh. that's why I want to hit them when they're young with students and be able to expose them to, you don't just have to go into finance, consulting, medicine, and law. You can go into other industries that exist and we can show you how, and you can join a startup after you graduate or create something on your own. And this is fully possible. Mm-hmm. And so he is just so passionate about this problem that when we talk about it together, the energy is palpable. We've had numerous conversations as I've attempted to woo him into joining Tenderfoot whenever we talk it's just we both leave that conversation buzzing with energy and with ideas because that's just how well we go together in that regard and yeah and also I mean he got fired the exact same day I gave my notice to quit you know that's kind of crazy that's like yeah it's a movie (laughs) right and like I'm like his 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 name's Akash and I'm telling him Akash this is the universe's way of telling you that, you know, you, you need to join Tenderfoot. Um, and yeah, so that those, those are kind of the big pros. Of course, like I've known him for years. We have very complimentary skill sets. We also have like, enough of an overlap so we can help each other out. Like it's just, it's a very good fit. And then we've also had a couple of conversations. We feel the exact same way about whether or not to take venture capital. We have the exact same ideology about when to exit tenderfoot you know we're very aligned on a lot of points of contention among lots of founders yeah so what has he said the thing is is that when i was considering going full-time with tenderfoot i was able to think about it for weeks before i made that decision and even though he really wants to join tenderfoot he needs to take some time to be able to come to that decision himself Think about it this way. Let's say he joins Tenderfoot because 
I want him to because he thinks it's a good idea. When things get hard, because in startups, things obviously get really hard. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go into that into those tough spots thinking like, oh, like, why am I even here? I shouldn't have listened to her. You know, this is just, uh, you know, I don't this is really hard versus I'm here because this is my mission. I'm here because I care deeply about this and we will find a solution because that is our only option is to find a solution. It's a very different mindset going through those bumps. Um, And obviously I want him to come in, not because he feels obligated or because he thinks it's the right move for him at this time. I want him to know that it's the right move for him in this life. You know, it's, it's a big decision to make and I want him 100% on board based off of his own logic and his own decision-making. That being said, like, I, I'm still here to talk to him. About, I'm still here to get to, to get him excited about it and to show him what the future could look like. Um, the other consideration is that we're both in the mindset that co-founders should be in the same physical location when they're building a new business. Mm-hmm. Even though... You know, remote work is the future and the future is now, and it's something that should be embraced when it comes to co-founders. There's something that there's some sort of bonding that happens in chemistry that is created when you're working right next to each other versus Uh remotely and asynchronously that does wonders for company culture. And that's something that we both really care about. And it's tough because he's not a U.S. citizen. He was here on a visa. And now mm-hmm. that he's in, he's in India right now. And so now that he's in India, there's a question of, okay, how can we get in the same place? So he's looking into maybe getting a permanent residency in Canada. And mm-hmm. then we can maybe, you know, cross the border there to be in the same location. How, how far is that? It's pretty far. But, you know, it's something that we can maybe work out. So, like, he'll be here for maybe a couple of months at a time and then go back to Canada or we can mm. switch something like that. It's it's a logistical complication. And that's mm. also something that he wants to look into before making any sort of commitments. So, yeah, no set answer. I gave him a month to make a decision, max. Mm-hmm. That being said, he can make a decision tomorrow. He can make a decision two weeks from now. But I gave him a month max to be able to make the decision. And so we'll see how it goes. That's exciting. And that's really kind of you not to like push him and be like now or never. Well, it's just like, I, I, I know what it is. Like it's, if I hadn't had thought so deeply about what I wanted with Tenderfoot and this year to be, I would not feel, feel nearly as good about murdering my career because that's literally what I did right it's mm-hmm. when you when you do something like that when you quit a job like that it's it's tough because it's, it's almost like you're murdering a potential career path mm-hmm. and I'm probably not going to be able to get into finance again because of what that, I did is that true yes for the most part yes because like after, after I spend this year, even if I did want to get into finance again, I just, I wouldn't fit the profile that they would want anymore after spending all of this time mm. on my own. It would be possible to get back on track. I'd say it would be possible 
especially with city mm-hmm. you know they they want to create this you know this culture of like you know you can come back when you, we can try to find another position for you but in terms of the career trajectory that I was at with finance this would set me back a good number of steps I see um like a good number of steps so yeah that's yeah. that's yeah tough. yeah that's scary to hear um, but again but I feel good about that because I spent all this time thinking about it and coming to this decision just why I understand how important it is for him to do the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's update yeah. number two. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's crazy because as a software engineer, I'm like, if I quit, I feel like if I quit and I stay coding and maybe this time it just so happens to be for my own business, I feel like I could just hop right back in whenever I want. So right. that's a luxury that I really have that I hadn't considered. So thank you for making that apparent to me. Yeah, of course, of course. And I get, I'm not saying that like no one can re-enter yeah. their yeah, industry. Yeah. No, like, I it's get, I it's get possible, but it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's been happening. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated with how that goes. Mm-hmm. The third update that I have is on Tenderfoot itself. So super exciting. We actually have six available internship positions that need to be filled. Oh, um, look at which that. Is, which is super exciting. And this is coming from four startups. So two of them are hiring for two positions, but each of them is paid a fee for me to be able to do this. And I wanna make it clear, I'm not charging a fee because I wanna make money. I'm charging a fee to prove, like to validate that this is something that's worth something to people, right? Because if you're willing to pay money for it, it means that this is a problem that you actually have. So it's another way to Mm -hmm. validate that. I'm also under like the intense belief that when it comes to the strategy for Tenderfoot, I want to solve the problem first and then think about monetization because a lot of people really get wrapped up in making money but that they don't actually come up with a good solution to the problem, mm-hmm. um, which is what I want to avoid. Like I actually want to solve this problem. And I know that once we have a solution for it, people will pay for it. Hence what's happening right now. They're paying mm-hmm. for a solution that I'm just very manually getting together because as you know, we don't have our platform up and running yet. We still don't. Yeah. But, you know, they come to me, they tell me what sort of intern they want. And then I go out and I look for them. And it's tough because five out of the six are all digital marketing internships, which means that they're all vying for the same pool. Yeah. So, and it's tougher to find interns than I thought it would be because I'm not heavily involved with a lot of universities yet i'm kind of waiting for that until we have our platform up and running so for the so for the time being it's just okay where can i find students especially qualified students they have to be qualified enough to be able to do this like where can i find good matches Uh i do have a couple of um interviews with some candidates lined up for next week so hopefully we can get a couple of placements from that but 
yeah, it's like, it's happening. I'm in the thick of it. Like I'm making matches. This is like pure ops that's going on right now and getting yeah. the thing done, which once we make our first match, I'm going to be over the moon. Like I want that. I want that moment to happen. Of course. Oh, so badly. <laughs> so yeah. That's, do you that's... charge, do you charge per intern or per company? Right now I'm charging per company. Eventually I'm, I do want to charge per intern, but I just, we're still so early. Yeah. What's more important to me is like being able to learn, you know, how this process works, make matches and have success stories that I can use as, you know, potential case studies for our website. The, the mm -hmm. money part doesn't matter right now at all. Mm -hmm. I see. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes to you tomorrow, they're like, find me 20 interns. What are you going to do? I mean, I'll, if you can afford to pay 20 interns, you must be doing pretty darn good and you're a good <laughs> connection to have. So I'd say, you know, absolutely. There's this fee. I'd probably pay them on a, like per intern. So if you can afford to pay for 20 interns, you can afford to pay a fee for 20 interns. And then I'll do everything in my power to give them their 20 interns. Gotcha. Where have you been looking for people that are looking for internships? Um, so I do have the current student Tenderfoot database that we have. Um, we do have a good number of students who are there looking for internships. Um, I'm also tapped into the Cornell Entrepreneurship Network. So I sent a blast to their listserv saying that there's internship opportunity available. Um, and the third thing is I actually just decided today I'm going to make a Twitter for Tenderfoot. So a Twitter mm -hmm. account for Tenderfoot um, and kind of use that as an internship posting board because I, I don't want to clog up my own content with posting these, but yeah, I can, but I can retweet those from Tenderfoot's account in mm -hmm. order to leverage the audience that I have and hopefully get more candidates that way as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So have you tried going back? Well, would you have students under the age of 18? Like, would you let high school students be interns? Yes. And I've actually, one of the user interviews that I had was with an incredible high school student. He was just super impressive uh, developer. Um, mm -hmm. And he's actually had multiple internships before. Um, with, it's something that I want to include, especially as he was telling me how when you're a high school student, you have no options. Even anywhere that does offer internships, they always say, you know, college students only. Yeah. And so the only way they can get an internship is through a personal connection. Uh -huh. and so there's this huge need for high schoolers who are, you know, high achievers to get internships somewhere. So something eventually that I want to do at this stage, I want to focus on college students and then see you know how quickly we can branch out but yeah so it'll be exciting to see also the, the way that it works that if if I don't find them a match or if you know if the ones that I present to them that end up not working then I just refund their fee because again yeah. but what's more important is that I learn about this process I learn what works and what doesn't and they're happy and if they're not I don't want to charge for that you know like yeah I'll try again. I'll try as many times as you want me to, or I can just refund you. It's perfectly yeah, fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So that's that update. 
Update number three. Okay, yep. what's next? Update number four, last one, I think, are Twitter banners. So those have actually been kind of been taking off. I did one yesterday. I have another one on order for today that I'll probably complete tomorrow. I'm designing Tenderfoot's new banner now. And my commission, my $1,500 commission for a bunch of banners are is finally coming to light very soon so 1500 well how many banners do you have to make i believe it's 10 basic ones 10 medium ones and then five like super detailed ones gotcha mm -hmm. wow that's so much how did this person find you twitter so of course <laughs> yeah i think it, it was it was actually a while ago and they just they tweeted like who knows any good banner designers and i didn't i didn't even i wasn't even connected with this person but i think three different people responded with a tag to me and that's how we connected and we conversed and who would have thought that having such a specific niche would open opportunities <laughs> yeah well i remember when you messaged me that you're going to make a Gumroad page to make it more official. Are you seeing that pay off? Or all of, all of my sales are through, well, are, are through the online platform. Um, but are people yeah. finding you there? I, I don't think it's organic. Um, it's more like they click the link on my bio or a lot of people, they don't even see the link in my bio, but they, they, ask me you know like hey i need a banner i heard you're good with banners and i don't even know how but then i direct them to my gumroad page and i think that's a lot easier because i can put all of my examples you know of the past ones that i've done in my social proof along with the price because that's yeah. the first time that they see the price and it's pretty pricey i'll mm -hmm. admit it is pretty pricey it's a premium product and so as opposed to me just like saying like they ask how much does it cost and then i tell them and then they just leave mm. and see how much it costs they can see all the examples they can see the social proof and the really good ratings and then make a decision based on that and so there i definitely see have seen a large decrease in the number of people who ask me for banners and then never follow up after mm. i tell them the price because I just direct them to the, to the Gumroad page and most all of them convert after that. Oh, so it has increased your conversions. Yep, for That's sure. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. So those are going really well. So I'm going to be really busy designing Twitter banners for a while. Damn, maybe I should make a Gumroad page or something. <laughs> what, what, what would you want to sell? I don't know, something with coding. I'll... <laughs> I'll make I'll put up a server for you. I don't know. <laughs> Anything. Um yeah. that's just crazy. It's I I saw I was the first one. I was the first person. You were my I, very first customer. I was like, you should charge more for this. You should do this. I, yeah, I, I, this. I, I, I remember when you asked me for a commission, I was like, yeah, sure. And then you asked me, how much do you want for it? And I had no idea. And I, I asked you, well, how much do you think is a fair price? And I think I told you that I would, if you gave me a good range, I would give you a discount on it. 
I think no, but I think you told me a number first because I remember going, no way, you have to charge more. <laughs> Do you remember this? I think you told me like 35 or something like that. Did I? Oh gosh. It's uh, how much for, are you for, charging now? I haven't checked. Yeah, for context, I'm charging 150. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, good on you. I'm yeah, glad. although I'll say my I will say that the quality of my banners has definitely gone up over time. Um, telling me I got a bad banner. No, I like your banner. <laughs> I like your banner. I'm, I'm actually probably going to redo mine at some point, too. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, it gets better with every one that I do as I learn how to do more things. And what's tough, and I'm realizing this moving forward, is that especially if I do get a Kosh on board with Tenderfoot, a lot of time is going to be spent obviously with Tenderfoot and building it out into the billion dollar business that I believe that it can be. In addition, we're going to have YouTube and trying to stay consistent producing YouTube content. Additionally, I have Twitter banners that also takes time that I'm going to be doing. Additionally, I have an online course that I want to create and run as well oh that God, may or may like not be cohort based and that's involved like episode one aspect of yeah <laughs> of like personal coaching involved right which i'm still making progress on that like it's still in the future to happen um i'm just realizing that i have a lot of things going on i'm i'm going to be a very 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 busy person yeah yeah absolutely I totally yeah. forgot about your online course. So yeah. you are making progress with that. I am making progress on it. Like I have the full outline done. I have my first I have four, five videos scripted. Um, like I'm making progress. It's slow progress, but I tell myself that after I quit my job, I'll have more time to work on it. When in reality, I'm probably gonna have less time to work on it, but I'm going to have more motivation and be in the, the best mindset to work on it, which like I was, I was, I was thinking about this and I thought, honestly, I could do so much outside of my full-time job. Like I have enough hours. I have enough time during my full-time job remotely to do it. Although we're going back into the office, they're going back into the office soon. So that would not work out anymore. But the reason why it's so hard is that I can't context switch that what's the word? I guess that dramatically. Yeah. Because like hardcore Excel finance work is so different from marketing, sales, running a company, developing an online course, designing Twitter banners, making YouTube videos. They're just so different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I can't, I can context switch between the rest of them, but I can't context switch between finance and the rest of them, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're just completely different. And they're, I think something that might help make it easier for you to context switch with the other ones is they're all towards the same end goal, whereas the finance one is just kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think those are all of my updates for this time. Every single time I think about, you know, if I look at this podcast episode a year from now, like what will I think? Even, even like a month from now, I'm sure so many things would change. <laughs> yeah, and, every, every few weeks we say that. Yeah. 
I mean, even just our journey from the very first episode to now, and it's only been, what, five episodes? Yeah, this is number five. It's just, we, <laughs> we, we've both just gone through so much. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So enough about me. Oh my gosh. Those, those are my updates. What's new with you and with WeWatch? <laughs> She's not, <laughs> not as much as what's up with you. I, uh, I won't pretend. Um, I've been on vacation for Woo! the last week. Mental health um, vacation. Yay. Yeah. Cause I don't really like hustle culture that much. I'm not for it. Mm-hmm. I like working hard and, uh, having goals and going for them, but I don't like neglecting my health or like experience, experiencing new things or my friends or sleep or any of that stuff. Um, so I took a week off uh, and I traveled around the country and it was really fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I have not made that many updates to watch. I've been in the middle of migrating my database from MongoDB to Postgres. Um, and that's going fine. It's, is it? Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is a lot more work than I anticipated, but it's happening. It's happening and it's going to work fine once I finally finish it. Um, yeah, and people have been asking me why I made the switch. So I just before this call, I finished a blog post about it. I posted it around, I made a tweet thread about it. and. That's probably the most work I've done <laughs> in the last few weeks. So, I mean, don't don't leave us hanging. Why are you making the switch? Yeah, so MongoDB is a non-relational database. Most SQL database, all SQL databases are relational. Um, and a non-relational database is fine when you just don't have that many complex relationships in your in your app, like Arrow and my blog posts, when I first started, you could like a movie or dislike a movie. And that was it. That that was all you can do. Now, people's feature requests, they seem simple. Like people are like, oh, I want to mark a movie as seen. I want to mark a movie as watched later. I want to mark a movie as like, I've seen it, but I want to see it again. (laughs) And so what they're really asking for, though, if I abstract it, is to define a new relationship between themselves and these movies. And so I'm just finding that relationships in my app are relationships between objects are a lot more important than they were in the beginning. Um, And I think most, I hear a lot of stories about people switching from MongoDB to a SQL database. I think this is fairly common. I guess I'm kind of honored that I've reached a point where I have to do such a thing. Um, Yeah, I guess I could have just listened to people from the beginning who recommend that you just never go at MongoDB. Um, But it really helped me make my app quickly and iterate quickly. And I learned the hard way (laughs) what it works for and what it doesn't. So it's been a good experience. So would you recommend that people just start off with a relational database? I think if you already know how to make a relational database, yeah. I am not a database person. I never took a database class. I've liked worked with databases, but I've never designed one and you know written the actual code to make one. Um, 
So whatever I chose, it was going to be learning something completely new. And I guess now I know both. But at the start, MongoDB was a lot easier to start with and iterate on than a SQL database would have been. So I think from here on out, I will probably always use a SQL database because I am really enjoying how it's going. Um, but if you're new, I think a MongoDB database is fine. And you have time because it works for a lot of things. Like if you're at a point where it's not working for you, then you're pretty far along, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I told you, we, we were also switching from Firebase to Supabase and Supabase being the Postgres relational database. Um, yeah, the and, open source Firebase alternative. Yep. And it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky transition. Yeah, I bet. Mm -hmm. I bet. Why did you switch? Um, for a couple of reasons. One is that I guess it was, it was easier to make queries in Supabase than it was in Firebase. And two, we've heard horror stories about the way that's that Firebase charges. It's like they charge like per query, I believe, but sometimes a view counts as a query. And mm -hmm. so people have horror stories about getting these like monstrous bills from Firebase and they had no idea they had racked up that many because they didn't think that they were. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That would be a horror story. It is, it is. I would be terrified, yeah. We are, which is one, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why we are um, switching over to Superbase. Also the Superbase founder is really cool. And so everyone should just support him. You've just listened to HackerPod. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Joshua Fonseca. Or if you hated it, you can find April Lynn at April Lynn A.